Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, December 17th, we look at Lesson 12, The Biblical Worldview. Together, let's see how God wants us to view the world through His Scripture and how it can impact our lives. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word. And together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we are, Lesson 12, The Biblical Worldview, and uh, this text is coming from, our memory text is coming from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we're just kind of continuing this quarter and getting to the end, you know, what we're really looking at is uh, the biblical foundation, biblical worldview. I think we talked about it last time, Buster, those those glasses through which we look at yes. everything. And sometimes we take it for granted, but but yet it informs so much of everything of who we are. It really does. And hopefully uh, the audience can, can do a self-assessment on this. Uh, I had a, our class do it before, which is what kind of worldview do you have? Do you have a secular worldview, a biblical worldview? Even more so, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take it a step further, an Adventist worldview, right? Um, Ooh, yeah. Which to me is the biblical worldview. Don't don't get me wrong, but there's some distinctives that we have according to our denomination that propel us even forward, even more. Do an assessment in this time. Don't just nod your head during this time, but actually take an assessment. I, I know I'm doing the same thing of saying, Lord, help me to actually have a worldview. Or if you don't, you don't want one, uh, at least admit it, acknowledge it rather than allowing the world's worldview to be labeled upon you. Right. Absolutely. And I think it, it comes from a personal relationship with Christ every day. Just Absolutely. Surrendering. Does. You know, it, 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 it's not something that necessarily comes natural. It's, it's through uh, through that process of surrender. Yes. Yeah, through surrender. It's not a it's not a whipping stick, but it's a it's a self measuring stick. Right. Like it's a mm. and and listen, here, we all fall short. That's the problem. <laughs> and we admit Absolutely. we fall short, which causes us to surrender more, which helps us to be propelled for it furthermore. And so, Michael, we can't go wrong with talking about the model of Jesus. Sunday's lesson, take us there. It's beautiful, right? I mean, uh, what can more can you say to to something like this? And um, there's two foundational scripture texts here, Luke two fifty two, very uh, simply, uh, and I'm reading from the NIV. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and Amen. in favor with God and man. So, I mean, the first thing that uh, we recognize is is Jesus as as a human being, as a person. He grew in every way. I'm talking about the whole person. That, that's that been a major theme through this quarter, right? Well, Jesus uh, personifies the God-man, uh, what that whole person, what all of that means, and the complexities and those, those dimensions. Um, here it's talking about wisdom, stature, favor with God and man. Yes, yes. Um, inward, outward. And, and in every respect here. And uh, Jesus's ministry is further um, expounded for us in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. It says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. And again, um, it's the same point that Jesus is not only the God man and the whole person that, that God used him inward, outwardly, but also that, that Jesus cared about the whole person of the people in his life. And right. so 
Uh, that is what the gospel is about. It's utterly and completely transformative of the of the whole person. And so, and that's what teaching, preaching, healing, uh, all aspects of that ministry uh, pertain uh, to to that. So, right, I love it. And so, uh, now that we're talking about the whole person, we talk about the body as a temple. Uh, what does that mean, Buster? Yeah, you know, Michael, as we're transitioning over to Monday's lesson. Uh, I heard a sermon two weeks ago by Pastor uh, Adam Keating at the Crowley Seventh-day Adventist Church, and he uh, shared the correlation between Luke 2.52 and and Samuel, we almost said Samson, Samuel, uh, (laughs) who grew in stature stature between God and man. And a big portion of that was Samuel learning scripture. And Mm -hmm. uh, for us, as we grow in stature and favor with God and man, big portion of that is scripture, which uh, brings us then now to Monday's lesson, the body as a temple and ask this question, how can the understanding that our bodies are the temple of God and the temple of the Holy spirit positive positively influence our lifestyle. And I know this is so straightforward, but instead of me answering this, I want to ask the audience a series of successive questions, which are, is your body, the temple of the Holy spirit is your body, the temple of God. Uh, what are you doing to uh, ensure that? Uh, what are you doing to acknowledge that? Right? Because I think mm-hmm. acknowledgement is more than half the battle. Right? Self-assessment here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I know that sometimes day to day I I might say with my words that my body's the temple, but with my actions, with my with my life, I'll say nope, this is mine. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so we have to make not only a conscious decision, but but a conscious uh, propelling forward of sharing and showing that God, here I am, fill me. Mm, Sometimes that's a conscious asking for him to fill us. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so for first Corinthians uh, three, 16, 17, six, 19 through 20, all talking about the whole, the Holy spirit uses us as a temple that we allow him in that we're bought with a price, right? So we're Mm -hmm. of value, but also finishes there that everything that we do, we're called to do it heartily as into God and not into men. And so I, Please, like, let, let's make sure we do that, but also let's consciously, consciously do that. Let's uh, do it with everything that we have, and may there never be a day that goes by without us doing what we said in the in- initial period here, Michael, surrendering our lives and our hearts and our bodies, and especially our minds, to the Lord. And that that perfectly leads us to the mind of Christ, <laughs> uh, which is actually Tuesday's lesson. Yeah, so these these uh, topics here are just uh, coinciding, I think, very nicely, Buster. Yeah, they're linked. And, nice. um, yeah, and and so there's a couple key texts here. You know, you have to ask yourself, what is the mind of Christ? Mm. And and so um, a couple of key texts. First Corinthians um, two verse sixteen. Pastor Paul says we have the mind of Christ. So, yes. uh, so there's something obviously obtainable about it. It's not just something esoteric and theoretical, but, but it actually is something tangible. Right. Right. And uh, then the next passage that I want us to look at is um, Romans chapter 12, verse two, do not conform to the pattern of this world, Mm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. mind. And so uh, we talked about surrender. That's where we say, Hey God, I want you in control of my life. And when you do that um, at that point, that's where you see God's, uh, complete transformative power in one's life, and so that is the mind of Christ. It's not our mind; it's it's the 
It's the renewed mind. It's those glasses that we talked about, that heavenly vision that comes uh, through uh, God's grace and God's grace alone. And so that's just a, a beautiful, beautiful aspect of of the power of God unto salvation. Right. Isn't isn't that what it's all about? It is. It is. And so we just have a, a beautiful reminder again of the power of God um, in our lives. And not only that, we have the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, you know, as we're looking here at the guidance of the Holy Spirit, Michael, uh, there's a story that's found in Acts 8, chapter uh, Acts chapter 8, verses 4 through 24. And there's a story of Simon the sorcerer of Samaria. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he saw the power of the Holy Spirit, and he offers money. Matter of fact, verse 18, Simon noticed that the Spirit was given only when the apostles placed their hands on the people. So he brought money and said to Peter and John, let me have this power too. Then, uh, then anyone I place my hands on will also be given the Holy Spirit. And Peter said to him, you and your money will both end up in hell if you think you can buy God's gift. And so Ouch. it asked this question. It says, Simon the sorcerer wanted to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit without being regenerated by the Spirit. How is this mm-hmm. the very same attitude still being manifested in our day? And you know what, what was interesting about this? I don't think he was mm-hmm. ill-willed. He was just mm-hmm. curious. And I think that's mm-hmm. what the problem is. A lot of us are curious about God, but do you actually know him, right? Yeah. Uh, you can know him on the surface level. Have you heard a wonderful testimony by Michael Campbell about how great God is and it sparks your curiosity. But then there's this level of getting to know him and what he can do for you that begins the process of regeneration. Once again, acknowledgement mm-hmm. is the beginning of the process, right? Uh, and, mm-hmm. and so some of us know what the Holy Spirit can do, and yet we still only want this surface level of having the Holy Spirit without being regenerated. And mm. it's a lifetime, right? Sanctification mm-hmm. is an act of a lifetime, and it's something that God does in us and that we comply with and that we go along with. But we are actually active participants in as well because we mm. have the freedom of choice. Yeah. And, and so as we're talking about the guidance of the Holy Spirit, hopefully this, this is the thing. I know we all have end goals to be as spiritual as possible. Hopefully we do, right? Uh, we have Hopefully. these end goals, but I think sometimes it leads us astray when we start looking at others towards what our spirituality should look like, right? Mm-hmm. I love Michael as a brother, but my mm-hmm. benchmark is not you. You're one of my leading uh, mentors, colleagues that pushes me, but my benchmark is actually Christ, right? And I'm steadily it looking needs to at be. Him. It better be or we're in trouble. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and and he is the one that can actually give us that wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit that can actually mm. lead us towards regeneration. But it's found not in, I'm sorry, it's not found in religion. It's actually found in relationship, mm-hmm. which you can find the relationship in the religion, but sometimes you can't find the religion in the relationship. And And, and we have to be careful because you can separate the two. But you can also yeah. combine the two, and they're not the same. Uh, there's a lot of great Adventists who are great Adventists, but they're, I, I wouldn't say great Adventists, they're Adventists, but they don't have a relationship, right? And there's some people who have a relationship that are not Adventist. And, and so please don't confuse the two. And goes back to that word that we said at the beginning, we're saying now here towards the end, surrender and allow God to take place with that biblical worldview. Uh, having the worldview of, and I love this quote, uh, page 674, Desire of Ages, we are not to use the spirit, the spirit is to use us, right? Wow. Right. Yeah. I, I don't wield the spirit, the spirit wields me. I, I allow the spirit in, the spirit, I give the spirit control. 
who's in control. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Mm. All right, Michael. So tell us how to be ready for his appearing Thursday's lesson. Yeah. Isn't that a beautiful thought to yes. how to be ready and to be ready is to be in a state of anticipation. Let's go. If you're ready for something and you're excited about it. You know, you're going to go on a date with your spouse or something, you know, mm. that, that you're excited. You've invested in that. There's a relationship that's there. Um, or somebody you care about, you know, I'm, I'm yes. excited because um, my brother-in-law, we're going to go see a hockey game this week, you know. Oh, that's I'm good, Michael. I'm forward to that. Dallas Stars are playing. <gasps> up oh, okay, okay. Playing the Capitals. So I got to make a sure to. A little bit of a little bit of Dallas coming back to you, right? <laughs> that's it right there. It's still, still near and dear to my heart. So, and uh, yeah, when, when there's something you enjoy, you look forward to it, anticipation. I think that's kind of the key point here. Second Peter 3, verse 14. Uh, it says, looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless and blameless at peace with him. So that relationship's there, mm -hmm. looking forward to it. Um, same thing with First John 3, verses 1 through 3. Not going to read this whole thing, but uh, we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Mm -hmm. And so the more we, the best way to prepare is to become more like Jesus, not pull me myself up by the bootstraps. I have to work harder, do all these things to make myself better. But by beholding Christ a little bit more every day, becoming more loving and lovable Christians. Is we become says, changed, right? We become changed. We yeah. become changed. So uh, just, um, I, I think that's a, a cogent reminder for us of, of what being ready is. We don't have to be afraid. I used to be afraid of the second advent and time Same of here. And I have discovered, you know, I, actually that was the wrong focus. I was focused on me instead of on Jesus. And, mm. and when we have that biblical perspective, uh, today means focused on Christ himself. And, um, and that's why the last couple of passages here all kind of go along the same uh, theme today. If you hear his voice, in other words, don't put it off. Don't put yeah. it off. Don't yeah. wait until sometime later. Um, Jesus invites us into relationship with him right now. So pay attention when the spirit's tugging on the heart, Say, well, I'm waiting for a time when I feel more spiritual. I feel better or whatever. That time never necessarily will come. You, no. if, if you sense the Holy Spirit talking to you now, you're asking yourself that question, then now <laughs> it says now is the time of salvation. Now is the time to wake up. Now is the uh, carpe diem. Seize, seize the day. Seize the seize day, the yes. <laughs> I love it. Man, that's, so, that's, that's excellent, Michael. And man, I... I really appreciate going through this lesson with you as it just reminds me of these, I wouldn't call them markers, but these moments in our lives as you're going through and talking about that, mm -hmm. I, I went through, I had a, a Rolodex of memories of times where I was mm -hmm. afraid of the second coming. Then I was overconfident in the second coming and then just trusting. Right. Yeah. And that, that's where I am Absolutely. now and in, in that relationship of trusting and, and mm -hmm. looking forward because it's going to be a reunion. And in order mm -hmm. to have a reunion, you have to have a union first. And so uh, praise the Lord that I get a chance and opportunity to unite with him on a daily basis and not just mm -hmm. with myself, but amongst other believers, uniting with Christ, looking forward to the great reunion. Mm, I like it. Yeah. Well, this is an invitation for all of us. Take stock where, where we are. So we kind of began the lesson, you know, and uh, whatever someone may be struggling with, uh, we're going through. Um, that God is a relational God and cares about what's going on in your life. Amen. Deeply. 
So, Michael, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and use this time as well to share with the audience that uh, haven't heard, haven't, hasn't even Facebook official yet, but uh, Alex okay. will be making a transition to uh, Advent Health uh, Hughley here in Burleson, Texas uh, at the end of this semester. And it was a, with a heavy heart because I'll really miss teaching. I'll miss my students. But this actually, uh, those of you who have worked in academia before, gives me a chance to really be with my my children while they're ages nine and seven, just a little bit more, actually a lot more. Um, and still be tied with the university. So we're leaving on really good terms and still doing some things mm-hmm. for them, speaking engagements and everything else. But uh, those of you who are, who are just curious, are going along with this uh, on this journey, just continue to pray for us. We're going to try to keep the podcast going. Uh, it's now That's a, right. That's an NAD right. podcast, but just keep my family and I in prayer. And Michael is still settling. I know you just got a new house there in the the, the DC mm-hmm. area. So just keep us in prayer. Uh, we see the, the importance of this. We get messages from you guys telling us how you listen to us. So keep sending those because uh, uh, it empowers us to keep on going. Yeah, we appreciate the support. And, you know, and Buster, I just want to say and take this moment, you know, I one of the most effective uh, and capable educators I've ever met in my life. So thank you for investing in students' lives. Um, some of our, um, I know you're very modest about these things, but but uh, Buster, after his first year, I guess it'd be second year, uh, was teacher of the, of the year at, at uh, Southwestern Adventist University. And so I know that you're deeply loved and appreciated by your students and colleagues there and will be deeply missed. But, uh, uh, and, and this is just the moment you mentioned, this can be an NAD podcast, the Adventist Learning Community, ALC, will be adopting this podcast. So we've been sponsored by the Southwestern Union and, and Southwestern Adventist University, but we do plan to keep this podcast going as an ALC podcast. And so just a shout out to the ALC's, ALC staff, um, and, and you can count on this podcast and, and continuing to hear it into the future. Thank you so much, Michael, for for your kind words and for letting the audience know about ALC. That's uh, really exciting and excited to, to couple with them as well. Yeah. Well, until next time, thanks for listening to us and uh, we'll be uh, join us again for another uh, weekly Sabbath school lesson. This is uh, the Sabbath school rescue. This is Sue and swoops signing out, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.